0: Everybody knows over here at Sisters Who Kill, we're the nice mix of true crime, shout out to the HBCUs, and I love a good book. Well, Brittany Laurie has written the book series that we are all going to love. She has written an urban fiction series centered around HBCUs and crime called homecoming if you're looking for a new book that is written by a black author you need to check out Brittany laurie's homecoming series it's an hbcu classic an epic story of friends reuniting for a weekend of fun laughter and company which quickly takes an unexpected turn so while you're waiting for the next episode of sisters who killed to come out curl up with the new book to scratch your true crime itch by Brittany laurie You can find her new book on Amazon. The link is in the description box below. Now, enjoy the show. What's going on, everybody? I'm Mara. And I'm Tez. And welcome back to Sisters Who Kill. When a natural disaster occurs, will you still be found? Free money is out there. Just go get it by starting your podcast
1: today. Our players this week are Stephen Coleman, Sierra's boyfriend, and our victim, and Sierra Sutton, our murderess.
0: Sierra Alexis Sutton was born on May second, nineteen eighty-seven. Now I'm not sure if she is originally born in New Orleans or if she's just from New Orleans. You know what I'm saying? But she lived there, and we don't have much background on her. We know that she had a brother. And unfortunately, when she was older, her brother actually died. He was murdered in New Orleans and she also had a daughter. The relationship with her daughter's daddy wasn't great, but, you know, her and her baby girl, they was going to make it in this world. Now, one day she is on Facebook and I don't know if somebody tagged him or reposted him, but she sees an old friend named Stephen Coleman. Now, Stephen Coleman, she knew him because they weren't friends but they knew of each other you know they were in the same vicinity back in new orleans and so when she saw him she sent him a facebook friend request I see you he on. accepts you know it was how it goes now he was born on october 13th 1984 and he's originally from new orleans and he was born to his mother corla coleman and Corla was the type of mom that loved her boys, okay? She may not have had it all, but she made sure that they didn't go without. She worked. Ex- she said it. She worked extremely hard to make sure that they had everything that they needed, that they didn't grow up in any type of squalor or anything like that. Like, she made sure her boys were straight. After Katrina hit, the family went to Texas. They were in Houston, Texas, actually in, like, Baytown, Texas, after Katrina was over and people were trying to get back to their lives, trying to move back to Louisiana, she decided that she was going. but Stephen was like, no, nah, I think I'm going to stay here. And she's like, no, nah, are you sure, baby? Like, I think you should, I think you should come back to Louisiana with us. We're a family. We stay together. And he's like, no, nah, you know, there's more opportunity. Like his music, it's Houston. You know what I'm saying? There's opportunity for music. He's a rapper. He's a writer. He is trying to really promote himself and he's just trying to find a job that just helps him become stable it took him a while to get back on his feet but then he worked at the exxon oil plant down there in bayview and people said he worked his way up he started from being just an employee to the manager and next thing you know they paying for him to travel
1: and that's the way you worked that one
0: okay traveling for a job y'all paying for me to go wherever yes And I can only imagine that it's great as a musician as well, because now I feel like you're on this mini tour because all you need to do is pick up one or two shows in the city, in each city that you go to. One show, one open mic and every city you go to. Next thing you know, you on tour. You ain't even know it on somebody else's dime. Mm
1: -hmm. That's the goal.
0: Right. Now, he was living in Bayview, remember, but he also had a baby mom's. He had a daughter and his daughter was from a previous relationship with a girl named Kimberly. Now him and Kimberly, they didn't have a very great co-parenting relationship at the beginning of baby girl's life. But I don't know if somehow they got it together or they were trying to figure it out slowly but surely. But she ended up moving to Texas as well. Now, most people said that he was a good person, a stand up guy. He was just a normal guy trying to make a way for himself.
1: Now, Steven and Sierra, they're talking on Facebook. They're kikiing. And all of a sudden, these conversations start to move off Facebook and into the phone. They don't exchange numbers. Now he's coming home to New Orleans to see her. It's a whole thing, him and his number one fan. So they really start to build a relationship. And Sierra's like, you know what? I'm going to move to Texas and I'm going to be with Steven. Now, his mama said, that Sierra was in a bit of a bad way and she ain't have no family ties really or had issues with her family and had no place to go and so Stephen was like it's okay you and Trinity that's her daughter you and Trinity can come stay with me I help y'all out or whatever right and that's how she in my ended one up, bedroom apartment right and that's how she ended up moving to Texas with him I think Stephen having Trinity in the house, you know, he took very good care of her, you know, treated her as a father would and... I don't know if it's related or not, but he soon got to see a change in his own relationship with his daughter. He worked things out with his baby moms, and they got onto a nice little parenting schedule, and he was able to really get some time in with his own kid, really get to finally enjoy her growing up. So Sierra's out there working at a vet clinic. Steven's still holding down that job at Exxon. And at night, he's working on his rap career. He get off work, he on to the next job. You know how it go. So, Sierra, yes, of course, I do. yeah, we know how that go. <laughs> so, Sierra, of course, as his number one fan, is very supportive of him getting his music career on track. Like, And she was really Stevens' cushioning his rock. Like, man, with her by my side, I can do anything. She really holding it down for me. He really feeling that, right? Mm hmm. Writing her love songs. Yes, bro, this her dedicated whole last to you, baby. love song. And it, it, it kind of appeared that this relationship was going quite well. Like, you know, he, he he posted her on his Facebook page and shit, like claiming her out in public or whatever. Got captions, my ride or die, bitch. You know, that was love back in the day. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, it was. <laughs> post a picture with a hundred emoji and I guess that was like his his moniker or something like like that was his you know he's always thrown out a hundred 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 I mean as niggas do right but mm-hmm. Sierra went as far as to get a hundred emoji tattoo like in dedication of him so there's that I'd rather get that than your name Mm, I don't want an emoji tattoo. I don't think it was an emoji. It probably looked like every time I've seen somebody with the hundred tattoo, it's shaped like the emoji hundred. It probably didn't look cartoonish because it's numbers, but eh, no, I pass. Are you talking about like the curve in the one hundred? I don't know what her tattoo looks like, but I'm pretty sure it looks like one hundred with two underlines, just like the emoji. Oh gosh. That's that's what I feel in my heart. That's what I feel like she got. Sierra, like, she she lived for this shit. Under the pictures that she posts, she's like, yeah, baby, you know, I'm here to support you. You're gonna make it. Can't wait till you number one on the charts. My superstar. You know all that shit. Making him feel good and whatnot. Yes. She said he was, quote, history in the making. Okay. Now I ain't gonna lie. I was trying to listen to some of his music. They were features, but what I heard, I liked. Not okay. like that country rap shit. Rumor has it that as much as Steven was rocking with Sierra, he was not so great at leaving other girls alone. Now, some of Steven's friends say that he was known to entertain multiple women at once, and he never had interest in being monogamous. And eventually, Sierra started to notice, and she did not like it. Now, his mama says she ain't raised no womanizer. How about you ask somebody who really know him before you try and judge him? But who can say for sure, right? Right. Because sometimes mamas don't be knowing like what you really be doing. They're, I feel like there's things that my mama should not know about me. Because it's my business, you know what I mean? Right. <laughs> it's, like,
0: my age And business. I think—and it also—it really felt like his mom was the type to stay out of his business. Right.
1: Like, she might have minded her business, and she knows what he let her know. But, you know, uh-huh. boys always going to be a gentleman in front of their moms, you know what I'm saying? Like, they don't bring that shit to the house. Of course, with Sierra's suspicion of Stephen cheating, this is causing arguments in the home, right? Because— it's only so long I'm going to let you play in my face. Like, you know, y'all get that feeling in your gut, you know? And when you listen to your gut, you can't help but bring it up because it's going to eat away at you, you know what I mean? So I'm sure she was just like, nigga, I know, and I may not be able to prove it, but I know, and I'm appreciate it. And, you know, deny, 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 you lie until you die. It's, of course, causing arguments and a little stress in the house, you know, and things are getting worse. And Steven's getting sick of it. Like, nobody wants a nag, eh? You know, what can you say? So he's talking to his friends and stuff, and he's talking about, you know, I think I'm about ready to be done with Sierra. It's not working out. Yada, 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 right? It's August 16th, 2017. Everybody's home Sierra, Steven, and Trinity. And Trinity is in the living room watching T V while Sierra and Steven are talking in their bedroom. And the way Steven's mom describes this house, she says it's a very open layout with no doors, which is giving very much studio and not one bedroom. No way to shut the door. So Sierra and Steven are talking in the room and of course an argument ensues and Sierra's talking to Steven again about him sleeping around and cheating on her. And Steven's like, Listen, if you don't like it, then leave. Ain't nobody keeping you here. Cause she moved into his house. If if you are so unhappy, if you can't take it, you are there is the door. You are more than welcome. Right. So at this point he was like, Listen, I am who I am. I'm not changing. I don't want to be tied down. Like, nigga, probably still feeling young. He's like what thirty three at the time.
0: Feel like your job taking off. Finally feel like you, right. I'm you finally getting in your rap, rap career. Really you think pers- I'm about to lock it down you know right now? S- Come on now. I let of course, you and your baby move in, but we're not playing house.
1: I mean, even if he playhouse, I feel like he feel like whatever he do on the road is what he do on the road. What he do out there is out there. He's like, listen, am I not providing for you, giving a place for you and your kid to lay your head? What else do you want from Mm -hmm. me? Commitment? Monogamy is too much. Be happy. Sierra is, of course, very upset by this. And she's like, one thing for sure, two things for certain. If I can't be with you, with me and only me? Nobody. Then nobody will be with you. Okay. Sierra ends up dropping it, and Steven gets into bed and he falls asleep. You know, he ain't got time to be worried about this. This girl's stressing him all the time, like, fuck it. I just wanna rest my eyes, right? But you know how sometimes girls they, they say they leaving it alone, but it's really not left alone. They just stirring in their head, you know what I'm saying? Getting matter and matter, right? So Strumming my pain with your fingers
0: <laughs> Singing my life with your words <laughs> Keep telling the story, Tessie So,
1: Sierra goes to the closet Grabs a gun and comes back into the room Where Steven is still asleep And shoots him in the head Trinity is still in the living room. She hears this gunshot. But that's not what's on Sierra's mind right now. Right now, Sierra is worried about this nigga who was cheating on her and what the hell she's about to do with his body. Because now Sierra starts to think, and she's like, I can't lift this nigga. I don't know how I'm supposed to get him out of here. But I know I can't keep his dead body here, not with right. me and my child. Right. And she gonna have to walk past Trinity to get out. She's like, I can't, I can't have my baby seeing that. She sits down in her thinking chair and thinks and thinks and thinks that part, and says, "You know what I'll do? I chop it up." She goes out and grabs a machete her handy-dandy machete that she just had stored away, and proceeds to chop off his arms, his legs, and his head.
0: Now, with these body parts, she dumped them in different dumpster locations around the city. After that, she takes his credit card and his debit card, she got both of them, goes to Walmart buys a new mattress pad and some duct tape. The next couple of days, some people, some men came at night to help move furniture out of the place. It got cleaned up and, oh no. Now, all of a sudden, two days later, she realizes, oh no, my boyfriend is missing. Wherever could he be? And she goes to file a missing persons report on Stephen. Now, When she goes to the detective, she tells the detective that she last saw Stephen on the 16th, two days ago. She said it was around 1030. He was supposed to go meet up with his baby moms to go see his baby girl. And she never heard from him again. He didn't answer any of her phone calls. He wasn't answering any of her text messages. She was really worried that something could happen to him. She even told them, I I called his family. I called the people that I knew to call to check in with him. It's normal for him to maybe disappear and go no contact for like a day, but not
1: checking in with his family either or me, something is definitely awry. Right. His sisters and brother was like, no, we talk all the time. Like every day and I know I had to tell my mom we're a close-knit family right I had to tell my mom like she would keep I feel like she would fish for information and she'd be like oh did you talk to your sister today and I was like I need you to know that's a redundant question because I talk to her every day multiple times a day so what do you want to know if we talked about get to it because yes the answer is yes it's always yes what info do you want from me
0: woman (laughs) they didn't hear from him at all and so the murder took place on the 16th she didn't file the missing person report till that Friday. That was the 18th. She let two days go by. His mama calls his phone, leaves a voicemail, is like, Listen, boy, you got two days. Because I'm sure that when she called Miss Corla, Miss Corla was like, Okay, baby, if you are so worried about this man, I will call him because he will answer my phone call. She told that boy on his voicemail, You have two days and I'm coming up there. I know how to get to Houston. <laughs> and I know that's right. <laughs> she didn't get a call back so by Monday she was in Houston she was at the detective's office and she was trying to get answers when she got there she hit the ground running she had Carla in the car with her going around putting up flyers going around trying to get the news outlets to talk um his at night day or night his brothers was were out there looking everywhere that they could for him calling his name up and down the street aimlessly looking for him and Sierra is helping do that, too. She's seemingly in so much distress and so upset about everything that's happening.
1: But riding around in the car with them, putting up the flyers with them, like they're in with this his mama. together. His mama and his sister. His sister said, I drove up and down every street of Baytown looking for my brother.
0: The detectives they're doing their detective work and they're like, okay, well let's reach out to baby moms. Let's reach out to Kimberly. Because it seems like there's supposed to be some type of relationship that hasn't always been. Maybe she's the suspect. Kimberly is like listen, he said that he was supposed to come over. Didn't hear from him at all that day on Wednesday. I let it go. It's it's not that deep. It's not that deep. Niggas busy, we all got And you know, She was like, and I just made other plans because I didn't hear from him. Yeah, ha- had we discussed him coming over? Sure. But was My I surprised when he... No, not at all. And Sierra, during her initial interview, she told the detectives that she thought that he was in trouble because his two cars were still parked in the apartment complex. And she was like, he loves those cars. Like, he's supposed to be going to meet with baby mama, but... His cars are here, so obviously something happened to him, right? And they said that he had just got a brand-new Jaguar, and I just saw a Jaguar on the highway today, and I was like, I would not mind driving that around. (laughs) But, you know, he was working well. He was making himself a nice little living with his job, so men want toys. Yeah, I I wouldn't mind a toy car.
1: I'm sure you wouldn't.
0: And the police are taking every initial lead that they have from Sierra's statement when she filed the initial police report. One of the other things that she said was that he had a bad reputation and he used to get a lot in trouble, a lot with the law. So maybe, I don't know, maybe he got into some things, you know, drugs, rapping, you know how that goes. And the police looked into that as well, looked into it. Turns out he has no criminal history in the area and as far as the police could find, had no ties to criminal history in the area. So another
1: weird dead end. Baytown police, they're out here investigating, they're trying to figure out what's happening with Steven. They've issued the missing persons report, saying that this 32-year-old man was last seen on August 16th outside of his Brerewood Village apartment on the 1700 block of James Bowie Drive. Now, the cops are talking to neighbors, and they talk to a Miss Mickey Rogers, and the mom is like, Mickey just act like she ain't know nothing about nothing. mom's like, we're trying to call him. We ain't heard from him. None of his family members are getting a response. And then Mickey says that she didn't hear any noise coming from their apartment on the night of the murder. Can't be right. Suspicious. Maybe. Another neighbor, Donald Wooden, says the couple's always been seen smiling. They talk. They don't show any sign that something like this would have ever happened. Like, we look at them. We don't see an unhappy couple. So at this point, the cops don't think anything crazy is going on, right? Like, they really want to help this family and Sierra find their missing loved one. You know what I mean? And especially Sierra, she's been cooperating. When they ask her to come to the station, she comes to the station. When they ask for information about how the day went, she's giving information about how the day went. She's helping out. And at this point, she's now staying with Stephen's family. Like, they have bonded together to help find Stephen. The cops are like, we need a lead. We need something. Let's check his cell phone records. Duh, right? Let's look at his bank statements. If he's alive and he's out there, something got to be moving. Absolutely. So,
0: But, of course, that takes time because you have to seize the records, get mm-hmm. a subpoena for them. Mm-hmm. It's a process. Mm-hmm.
1: So as they're waiting to get all of this information back, go back up to the apartment don't seem anything crazy going on in the car but it is adding suspicion where is steven if he's not in his car how how is his car here he's not who's he with what happened now at this point nobody's seen steven in about five days now they're like you know what let's talk to kimberly the baby mama The police, they eventually get Stephen's cell phone records and the cell phone records. One proved that Kimberly was telling the truth. Stephen had not called her at all on Wednesday. But there was an outgoing call, meaning Stephen made a call to some woman named Rose Lawrence. Now, Rose and Stephen were close friends, but they was just friends. Okay, they had known each other for seven years and Rose was talking to police. Like all I know is the last I spoke to him, he was supposed to see his daughter on Wednesday. The fact that he never made it there is alarming, because his life is his work, his music, his daughter. Wash, rinse, repeat. <laughs> like that's that's his world. So, I mean, and this new girlfriend and her daughter, but like. That's, that's one of his main priorities is his relationship with his daughter so he wouldn't miss that for nothing, no bullshit or whatever, you know? So Rose says she then tried to call him the next day, and he did not answer the phone, nor did he return her phone call. And the cops are like, hmm, could it be you? Are you the problem? Are you lying to us right now? Listen, if you hear from Steven, you need to make sure that you let us know. Like, we're looking for him. She's like, no, yeah, I'm at this point, I'm looking for him, too. Shit. The police are like, you know what? I wonder if Sierra knows about this relationship with Steven and Rose. Is Sierra jealous? You know, we're looking for motives here. Is she jealous? Is Rose jealous? Who's the problem? Is it me, Jesus?
0: Is it me, Jesus? Like I said, Steven's mom is not letting up when it comes to finding her son. She ends up calling the FBI, and the FBI is like, ma'am, listen, we cannot help you until you get something from the local government. Like, they have to request us. You can't right, it was like, You can't
1: ask us to do a search. Well, what I got to do? Girl done wrote the it's, White House. Let me t- she don't play about her son.
0: Okay. Listen, she was on the phone with somebody, and she was like, do you have children?
1: And the person on the other one it was like,
0: yes, I have three children. And she was like, okay, so you understand why this is a pressing matter. So I don't need to explain to you why I am calling you right now and you should help me, like, my child. What could have possibly happened to him? No one knew at that point. Then on August 22nd, so this is four days after Sierra went to the police, Six days after the murder, a man is at his job. He works in the trash field, the landfill, and he is driving the trash pusher, I don't know, big bulldozer (laughs) thing that they—I don't know what they drive—in landfills. He's driving the heavy machinery that they drive over landfills, pushing all of the garbage, And then out pops a human torso. Now, they're in the landfill. So that means that this torso had come from some garbage can around the city. Don't know where. But he sees it, calls his supervisor. They call the police. And the police are like, oh, my goodness. Is this his body? Like, is this the man that we're looking for? We do have a missing man on file right now. Before the DNA was even tested, it was put on the news that the torso was found, that police think that it may be in connection to the missing man, and they were getting it tested. That night, in, te- in that night in Houston, Cora is there looking for her son. She has the news on, and sees them report that they found a torso. That they believe is in connection with her missing son. And she's like, What? My phone sure didn't ring. No I one hate told me this happens. information. I can't stand what that happens. Like, I just think about all the people that their death or their.
1: Loss or anything they find out on the news, right? Like when Kobe, Kobe and his daughter died, and we finding out at the same time. Like why? Why am I finding out at the same time as Vanessa? Like why
0: am I finding out at the same time as his wife? Disgusting, piss poor ethics. Once they find this, they can't test the DNA right away. They need something to test it against. It has to go to the lab. You guys know how this goes. Pretend like you've been here before. All of a sudden. A state of emergency is issued because a hurricane is on its way to Texas. Hurricane, what was it, Harvey. Just what we need, right? And that hurricane was bad. Mm -hmm. It was just a couple years ago. Around the time that the state of emergency comes out, and all of a sudden the bank statements come back, and we see that there was $40 spent at Walmart. It was charged to buy a mattress pad, ropes, duct tape. And the police are like, okay, well, he was missing on Friday he went missing on Wednesday reported on Friday these cards were swiped on Thursday let's check the surveillance camera y'all know that Walmart's top flight security of the world I'm telling you how the world could. look at this look at the CCTV and who do we find I bet y'all can guess class that's right looks just like Sierra now she's become a person of interest and the police are like hey Sierra let's Have you come back down to the station? Let's just work on that statement. Make sure that everything is taken care of the way that it's supposed to. And Sierra's like, absolutely. I will come down and we will chat at the station. They set a time. They set a date. She does not show up. Now she flees the state. She has a good excuse, though. State of emergency, a hurricane is on its way. However, this gives authorities enough time to go to her place, have a warrant, and search the apartment excuse me, I said her place, his place that she was staying at, and search his apartment. When they search the residence, they see that it's pretty vacant in here. Like, furniture's missing. It's not looking very lived in right now. It's looking very clean. Let's put a light on it and see what we can find. Oh, Blood smear on the wall, let's shine the light over here. Blood on the floor, let's shine the light in the bathroom. Oh, blood in here as well. Looks like a gruesome crime scene was cleaned up in this apartment. Then after that, Hurricane Harvey hits. His case is not touched for a little while because the efforts needed to go towards making sure that the citizens of Texas were safe. That was a bad hurricane.
1: So, Sierra and her daughter have left to Louisiana to escape this hurricane. So, Sierra is staying with her brother and his girlfriend, and she has Trinity hold up with a different friend. Just, I guess this is like a state of an emergency, so resources are spread thin, and everybody just trying to help out where they can, right? She's in Metairie, Louisiana, in Jefferson Parish, and... While she's out here, she's got real loose lips and is telling people that she killed Stephen. Like, not just that she killed Stephen, but that she cut his body into pieces because he was so heavy to carry. She proceeded to tell them that Trinity was there when it happened. The brother's girlfriend allegedly is what I heard. That Sierra's brother's girlfriend was listening. It was like, yo, this bitch is weird. Like, is she really telling people that she, if you took a body, take that shit to your grave. You know what I mean? Are you, are you, have you? It's like you're sitting in a casual
0: conversation. It's like, are you telling me a crime? Are you? Are you? And murderer? not
1: like, not like you stole a little something from the store. You right? Kill somebody. You're a murderer. Girl. So... And your child was there? And your kid was there? And you're telling and you people. you're just telling me this. You're telling people. Instacart helps you get beer and wine delivered in as fast as an hour. So, whether you need to fill the cooler for tailgate season or fill your glass for Pinot by the fire season you can save time by getting fall sips delivered in just a few clicks visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders offer valid for a limited time minimum order ten dollars additional terms apply must be 21 or over for alcohol delivery where available instacart add life to cart streaming october 6th on paramount plus first place i learned about death was a pet cemetery dead things buried in that land but come back there's something else something's wrong with timmy he needs time to adjust that's not timmy something's talking through him sometimes dead is better pet cemetery bloodlines rated r streaming only on paramount plus so yeah apparently her brother's girlfriend hops on the anonymous tip line and it's like so let me tell y'all what sierra said now this is all happening around mid-September, so then the police get a call from another person in contact with Sierra, her friend Brittany, and Brittany's like, "Hey y'all, I don't know if y'all know, but Sierra down here talking about she killed her boyfriend, and it just feels like something that y'all should know. So, you know, don't tell her I told you, but yeah, she also says it's- that her daughter." was in the living room when it happened like the stories are giving consistent and consistency is giving true so
0: i don't know hey 911 i don't know but i feel like i just talked to a
1: criminal listen it just feels like this is supposed to be my next step so Brittany also continues to say that she would have called sooner but she didn't really believe or really want to believe that Sierra murdered Steven, right? Because this is my friend. Like, she's like, at this point, I'm scared of her. Like. Are you a crazy killer girl? Can you imagine? I Like, I can't imagine me saying it to you. But could you imagine you coming to me talking about Tazzy? I done killed this nigga. And when I tried to get rid of his body, I was like, damn, he heavy. So I chopped him up. And girl, the kid was in a, Like, I'd be like, you kidding, right? <laughs> and you'd be like, no. Like, can you imagine? That shit's crazy. No. That shit's crazy. Like, it's a regular conversation. Right. Um, like,
0: is, is this
1: murder, you said? Right. So, um, Brittany goes on to say that Sierra said that Stephen was acting like he wanted her to move out. Because he was seeing somebody else and that eventually... On the day that Stephen, quote, disappeared, Sierra, quote, had enough. So she says that Stephen was telling her she can go back to New Orleans if she don't like how he choose to live his life and yada, yada, yada. And Sierra goes on to tell Brittany that it took her all night to dismember him. Like, she's going into detail. Like, oh girl, that shit wore me out. You know how long it took me to chop up that body? Like all I had was a machete girl. All I had was a machete and you thought it would <laughs> right through. Mm mm. It's harder than that. The police are looking in and it's kinda you gotta ask yourself why. And of course you see with couples, your first thought is, Is this a domestic violence situation? Why does she feel the need to ki- kill him? But there's no reports of this everybody around them says they were a happy couple. We've done a couple of DV cases. And when it was DV, it was at least somebody saying them two did not look happy. Them two was always arguing. But this is not the image that they're projecting to the world, so domestic violence isn't really making sense. So why the fuck would she kill him and chop him up into pieces? Throughout the investigation, they did do an extensive search of the landfill. But I do not believe they recovered all of his body parts.
0: On September 14th, it was a Thursday in Louisiana. Police showed up. Sierra was actually headed out of the house to her car. And the police were outside ready to meet her. They arrested her. And they were like, she has no emotion, no remorse. They extradited her back to Texas. And she was prosecuted. She found out that she was being charged with murder for the murder of Stephen. When the news broke out that she was arrested, I'm not too surprised because it always just seemed like something wasn't right with her. Other people were like, we had no idea that her mind could even do something like that, that she even had the capability of doing that, doing something like that. And to him, the type of person that he was, why would you even... He's not some crazed killer, some evil person. You know, those are the people that you usually want to do harm to. This is not a type of person that you want to do harm to, right? And to his mom, Miss Corla was like, listen, murder, yes, absolutely. But this was a horrible scene. She tampered with his corpse, she chopped him up. She don't get a charge for that? That baby, that 10 year old was. It in the apartment, and she was trying to tell the people the apartment didn't wasn't like a regular one bedroom apartment. When it was being described, it was giving a studio. Yeah. This little girl said that she saw the shot. Nobody has questioned her. What about endangering her? Shouldn't she have a charge for that as well? It's giving not enough charges. She said, "I heard y'all like to stack them. We'll stack them, stack them now." when they got sierra back to texas and they had her in the investigation room she was like listen i ain't do nothing i don't know nothing i ain't do nothing wrong they were like okay well what happened and she's like okay this is what happened i'm gonna tell y'all the truth i'm gonna tell y'all the truth okay so that night two masked men came into the apartment okay listen to me coppers listen to me police officers i'm telling you the truth now they came into the apartment they killed him and they turned and they wagged their finger at me and they said, "You better find a story to tell the police because if you tell the police it was us, we're coming back for you."
1: She said, "Of course my story is trash. I was under duress." And they were
0: like, "So why didn't you tell us that?" They were like, "Because they would come back for me, so I just made up the story that he was missing." <laughs> why are you guys. listening, <laughs> girl? That story not even good. She was under duress. She said. Your friend, Brittany, she already told us what you told her. (gasps) What? She did? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did. Mm Mm-hmm. And that house that you thought you cleaned up, you forgot that we're the police. A quick luminol test, that place lit up like a Christmas tree. And she's like, what? And she's like, yeah, mm mm-hmm. And that torso that was found, that you so happened to flee right after it was found, Yeah, so we were able to do DNA testing on that, and it came back as a match. (gasps) What? You have all that evidence on me? Oh, yeah, girl, here's a video of you at Walmart. Is that you? (gasps) Well, I'll be damned. Come on, girl, turn around. You you have the right to remain silent. Figure out what you're going to do and see if you're going to...
1: Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial, bitch. Take that shit to trial. So, in Fe- on February 3rd of 2018, Steven finally had a funeral at the Boyd family funeral home, which is crazy because he went missing, what, August 16th of 2017? It's February 3rd. And his mother said she buried the pieces of him that they could find. So she, like... He's still scattered across this earth somewhere like she didn't even get the peace of mind of laying his whole body to rest, you know? Yeah.
0: And that's all you really want to do after you lose somebody, especially tragically. You just want to
1: honor them and send send them them off off the right way. And just to not even have a whole complete body to put down, and just be like, we got we got the bits of you we can find. I know that just makes it that much harder. Now, a year later, February of 2019, Sierra decides, fuck it, I'll plead, and she decides to take a plea deal for the murder. Now, the week of February 24th, 2019, Sierra had her sentencing hearing, and here they say she showed pretty much no sign of remorse. She seemed unfazed, which is kind of what she's been giving throughout the whole thing. The The way you talk about it casually and tell multiple people is giving unfazed. I don't know why anybody expected any different of you here in the courtroom. You know, you gotta fake the phone. She only got sentenced to 45 years and the family members were pretty upset with this short sentence and it might be because she pleaded Oh, it's
0: definitely because she pleaded, you know, and it's also because she didn't get charged with tampering,
1: lying to all those the other police, charges,
0: dismemberment of a of a corpse, child endangerment. Maybe she was like, "Oh, that's all y'all gonna give me? Let me hurry up and take
1: this." Right. Yeah, she. Um. I say she pulled the. Uh, she pulled the right cards on that one. Now, yeah, unlike most of these offenders has not filed for any appeals she's being held at the texas department of criminal justice and her earliest release date is february 17th of 2040 now that feels a ways away it Uh, ain't that far away girl i mean that's what you say but it's 2023
0: by the time she get out she's gonna be in her mid how old is she now she's she ain't gonna be old friend no, but still, she gonna be in her late sixties. Somebody's somebody's mid be to late sixties.
1: Like, somebody's be like, they'll be out in twenty twenty six, and I'd be like, damn, you almost there. But she, she got some time. to That's because this shit just happened. Yeah, she got some time to do. You just getting started. She has a CageLadies dot com profile. Yeah, she, she likes, does. She describes herself as strong, independent, and she likes to read poetry listen Mm. to music, and, quote, get sucked into all kinds of books, although I admit that the dirty ones are my favorite. I threw a week on there for Mm. (laughs) y'all. We did come across a Facebook profile of hers. Don't know if it's really hers. Inclined to think it's hers because somebody was commenting that she was a monster under the only photo that's posted there, and she was like, hoes can kiss my ass. Hoes be weird. And it's giving that nonchalant Sierra that we all know and love. And um, Stephen's mom, Corla Coleman, she spoke out for really like the first main time publicly in all of these years. And she was like, honestly, I'm sick of it. I've had enough. She is not with these production companies profiting off her son's death. She said most of these shows were not accurate and made her son seem like he was a bad person and like he ultimately got what he deserved. We over here as the case. Sisters Who Kill we want to let you know, Miss Carla. yeah, that ain't the case. Like, your son didn't deserve that. If she was unhappy, she should have got her ass up out his house. And that's about all you could say, really, you know what I mean? But
0: But I'm telling you, these we've said it multiple times. Somebody came at us one time and they were like, Well, that's not the story that they told on for my man. And it's like, I have the court document. Which one do you want to read? Like right. the dramatization is low budget. The CEOs make a lot of money the actors if, make no money if they the don't story doesn't value fit the it, drama
1: they kind of make it fit the they change drama. It. like i have everybody who has commented about being on those shows have said it didn't quite go down like that and they definitely kind of skew some things and it's like
0: i think there was even a part did our check clear from court tv friend yeah okay there was even parts of that that i was like mm, is that how the story went <laughs> The parts that we didn't tell. Not to mention that we didn't get to see the final look. Like, and that wasn't no huge... Baby, that wasn't no huge... Let me shut up. It's low budget. It's not really told with any accuracy. And they also reference things like Dahmer and all that stuff because that, too, is
1: profiting off of people's pain. And it's hard. Like, it's definitely hard to walk that line... Yeah, because she definitely went on to In say, crime. like, I understand the freedom of speech. But she was like, but shouldn't you have to tell the truth? Like, she was like, right. somebody can really just go here, out here and speak lies on my dead son. And now this is what the world thinks of him. But I'm going to tell y'all, right. her son was a rapper and a daddy and a hard worker and a man who loved his family. That's who he was. OK. And whatever beef Sierra had with him was not worth his life. All right,
0: y'all, it's time for...
1: Well, I'm not black, I'm OJ.
0: I didn't do it, but if I did, this is how I would've got away with it. I know I done said this before. I ain't do it, but if I did, if you wanna date black men and they have strong black women in their lives, you need to be on your P's and Q's, or if you feel like you're going to commit murder and these men have strong black women in their lives, they're not going to give up. This woman was calling, was writing to the White House and calling the FBI, and the FBI was like, ma'am, this ain't even the proper chain of commands because she was tr- determined to figure out what
1: happened to her kid. Girl, they going to find you. I ain't doing it, but if I did, I'd have got my ass up out of his house. Especially with my kid, like, as a parent, you have to show your kid what they deserve, right? Right? So, if you in a relationship and you feel like this man is playing with you, especially at a house so small that your kid is staying in the living room and there's no doors, she know what the fuck going on. So, if you in a relationship yeah, and she 10. where you feel I'm like saying, you're, if you in a relationship where you feel like you being disrespected to the point where it makes you so enraged that you want to kill him, You get out and you show your daughter that you don't need that nigga to take care of you and y'all good regardless. Right. That a man is. She had a job. Right. A man does not complete you. He's, you know, he, he supports what you want or a partner even. That is not what completes you and what makes you whole. You don't need this person. You will want this person. You'd love to have this person around, but you don't need nobody. You're fully capable of taking care of yourself, and we can keep it going if we need to.
0: I ain't do it, but if I did, I think we already know this is a golden rule, and the fact that this happened, Walmart has tightened up security (laughs) for so long. They have been on it with their little security. I mean, Walmart is tight. The amount of money they put
1: into theft protection
0: they could put it into installing tap
1: machines okay you would have thought they were selling damn diamonds (laughs) (laughs) so why on earth would you go
0: to walmart and she got basic things like the mattress topper you need to go to a mattress store girl they don't really have security cameras duct tape you need to go to the to the dollar general where the cameras never work y'all need to stop going to walmart stop Mm. going to target have you not learned anything from the basic of true crime but it's all right that's what got you caught
1: i ain't do it but if i did i um definitely wouldn't go around telling people that i did big one big heavy heavy on that
0: are you telling me a murder right now (laughs) hold on a second bitches you for real are you confessing a crime to me Hello nine one one, I believe I know about a murder. Uh, all right, that's all I got.
1: I do think that timing was pretty smart, like to get all mixed up in the hurricane and shit. And she, I mean,
0: I don't think that she, I
1: don't think that she planned it, timed that on purpose. Yeah, but,
0: but also, if she like, did,
1: she could have played that a lot better. She could have really fed off the chaos of that storm. His mama was there.
0: It, it. She was, and I really think that is the only reason why his case didn't go cold. For real, for real. Also, finding the torso in the rubble because maybe that was his job to kind of sift. But in my mind, I'm thinking somebody that's bulldozing rubble at the landfill probably has their headphones in, their protective goggles on, and just plowing.
1: Mm-hmm. But you know, it could be also like you work at a landfill, right? So it smells like trash, but you smell that smell every day. Then you smell a dead body, like it might have been that the section that he was in was giving something. Don't smell like I know this is trash and shit stink, but this shit stink.
0: Yeah, I would love to hear from him. Mm, yeah, I
1: think that's all for me.
0: Okay, that's the end of the
1: show. Dun, 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 dun. Let's go ahead and read some reviews and get out of here. No, no parole, or no parole. <laughs> oh, I got to tell you how to do this show every week. Do you do you keep this part in? I have to correct you every week.
0: Julian to? has been taking it out. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you should keep that part in so people can know I've been fucking
1: up. Okay, parole or no parole? <sighs> I'm going to do no parole. This girl clearly don't give a damn, so I'm not going to give a damn. Mm-hmm.
0: I just think she should have been... I, no parole for sure, and I think she should have had more time because...
1: What Mama made some good points now. I feel like she saw she saw it out. That was probably part it. of the plea deal, too. Was like, only charge me with this one thing, okay? That's wild. No, girl, you need to... Locked up, won't let you out. Won't let you out. Because think about it, right? Taking it to trial, right? All she got to do is prove reasonable doubt. And there's several people saying that she had to have had help. There's no signs pointing to who could have helped her. So the defense could play on that, right? And be like, "How was she going to commit this murder? Didn't she tell you these two guys came in and told her? Y'all asking why she ain't saying anything? Didn't she say these two guys just came in and killed him? No, she's not putting her daughter on a scan. To risk her daughter's life, she's a caring mother. You know, they can spin that shit so quick.
0: Right. So, no, parole. Yeah. And now it is the end of the show. Let's go ahead and read some reviews and get out of here. I have a review. This one came in through uh, Instagram. Leave us a review wherever you can, wherever you feel like it. I, was watch, I listened to this one true crime podcast in preparation for this. It was a really short one. And she was brand new. And she said, send me a screenshot of you with your five-star review and I will send you my gumbo recipe. And I was like, girl... Okay. I'll give you a five-star review just so I can get the gumbo recipe. That's a marketing strategy. That's so funny. I have nothing to give out to you guys. All right. This one is from Lay. Lay, Mama Lay. She says, hey, I love you guys, and I've been listening for the year. It wasn't until recently I went back and started listening to the beginning episodes. Well, today I scrolled all the way down and listened to the very first episode. Episode, which I cannot wait for an update because, baby, listen, you guys are great storytellers. And I was listening, and I was like, nah, they are way better at telling stories now. Keep it up. Also, does Tazzy have an Instagram? She's nowhere online, sis. Who are you? You notice? (laughs) Please, (laughs) please let us in on a little
1: piece of you. (laughs) Woo. This one is from Insightful. It says, I love this podcast. Thank you. (laughs) We love it too.
0: (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for staying with us for another episode. If you want to keep up with us, you can. You can follow us on Instagram. Listen, you guys, they are making our Instagram undiscoverable. Like, if you're trying to find us. Yeah, they said that we're against community guidelines. And I feel like we are the cleanest on Instagram
1: they said they said our bio was a dense community guidelines and I'm pretty sure it's because you put we're deadly but it went so well I, okay
0: but you can't find us on Instagram we're not searchable on Instagram we're appealing the decision so everybody go on our Instagram sisters who kill pod literally only if you already follow us because i don't think you can find us if you don't already follow us and post maybe us share the pages you- with
1: your friends maybe y'all can i was going to say
0: share the page with all your friends post us on your instagram story because mm-hmm. nobody can find us right now it's up to you <laughs> after you do that you can follow us on twitter sisters who kill follow us on tiktok sisters who kill podcast follow our public facebook page sisters who kill and the discussion group sisters who kill podcast where you know we get into all the nitty-gritty about the cases that we cover the cases people want us to cover and hot topics in the news
1: we had to slow down the carly russell post you saw that yeah i didn't read the comments but I saw the shit was getting reported, and I was like, How y'all reporting this case? And it's just a news story. Anything else from you? <laughs> well, if you've been paying any type of attention to us, y'all know that we have an event going on this Saturday Sisters Who Give to our community effort that we want to raise money and donations for the Atlanta mission specifically for the kids going back to school I've created an Amazon wish list that Mariah's gonna put somewhere Mariah will put the list in the show notes and she'll probably post it on the pages or something too you can also give money to cash app dollar sign sisters who give Um, Or you can donate locally and just send us a picture of y'all doing y'all little community service thing with the hashtag sisters who give really want to pour out what y'all pour into us. So if y'all have donations and you're in the city of Atlanta, please pull up on us at Piedmont. Hang out with us, you know, help us get things together for these kids. And let's have a good day. A good weekend. Hmm? Don't come to try and hang out with us if you ain't got no donation. I'm telling don't you. Don't pull up in our presence. Do not be that guy.
0: If I'm really, Tazzy, I'm really thinking about getting some, like, stickers. <laughs> <laughs> and be like, thank you for your donation. And Niggas don't get sticker. stamped into
1: the club. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really thinking about it. I'm going to we'll see if to I can follow through that y'all are gonna do the right thing, like Spike Lee. It ain't it ain't that hard. Do what you can.
0: Nail clippers is even on the list. Mm-hmm. Like anything
1: helps. Anything helps. I mean, make it new. But check out the wish list. Check out the urgent needs list. I'm cleaning out my closet and I am
0: finally giving up on the fact that some of these clothes will not it get will over this pedonka donk it. again. <laughs> Listen, I keep like, to I'm like going... I'm
1: myself to do it. It's going to be it's, it's going to be a project.
0: So, I'm going to go I'm going through my closet, freshly washing everything that is gently used because yeah. there's some in here that like I wore once, then I blew up like a damn <laughs> balloon.
1: Listen, you didn't blow up. You got grown. You got a grown woman body. You right. <laughs> <laughs> But for real, y'all, come
0: hang out with us. We're really excited for our very first charity event. And we hope that this is this initiative will continue to grow and expand and we can be a part of making the world a better place. Absolutely. Other than that, talk to us, we talk back. Bye.